It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The podcast Yeah, we back Black History Year You know, February Black History Year is thriving, going strong. There's a lot of shit going on out in the world, and we'll talk about that. But uh, what's good with you, man? How you feeling? Feeling great. Feeling good. That's what's up. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very composed and succinct. That's what's up. Well, shit, let me introduce you again. Yes, Shout yes, out please, to my please. man. You know what I mean? Uh Ali Muhammad, a.k.a. Viral Marshall Bell. This nigga is on <laughs> fire right now. What is going on with oh, you? Oh, man, God, man. Why you doing me like that, man? I ain't want to come, come out like that. I mean, come <laughs> on. Come on, nigga. You got a Black History Month moment or yeah. Black History Year. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, well, what happened is, you know, a video that we produced maybe three, three and a half years ago. You know, it kind of went viral the first time, but kind of black viral, you know. You know what I mean? The I love Dear Black Man <laughs> was the video. And um, <coughs> and it spun around the block, you know what I mean? And and I, I get to that story, that backstory on that. But recently, you know, every every black history money kind of popped back up in the, you know what I'm saying, like in a FBA form or some shit like that, you know what I mean? A real pro-black hotel situation on facebook you know it'll pop mm-hmm. back up but this year it has it has crossed over to the tiktok you know what i'm saying and so this might hit me like yo your video on tiktok going viral i'm like what are you talking about send me the link and so the crux of the part of the video that 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 usually goes is when the women at the end of the videos you know just in, in in order, just like, you know, back to back to back. I love you, black man. I love you, black man. I love you, black man. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> it sounds a lot better coming from the sisters, but, you know, you get uh-huh. the gist. Um, that's the hook. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, you know, they took the the sound of that video and, you know, started doing stuff over it on TikTok. And so, you know, I think... It started when Black History Month started and the high school kids like post a video like, you know, when it's February 1st and you walk into school, you know what I'm saying? You, I expect that, you know what I'm saying? Then it'll be, I love you, black man. I love you. You know what I'm saying? So like they getting celebrated for being a black man during Black History Month. So, right. that, that, you know what I'm saying? That's funny, right? But then, it, you know, how TikTok is, once something goes and it crosses, then, you know, everybody won't in. And so you got... A bunch of videos of the of the, little, the young white girls doing it. You know what I'm saying? I love you, black man. I love you, black man. Throwing up the heart. See, some of them even got black boys. I mean, white boys in it. So it was weird. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was a weird moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of them Dave Chappelle moments. It was like, are they laughing with me or are they laughing at me? Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but it's interesting because... No matter what they doing, the, what the words said, that was the whole point of having them say those words. Like when you when I was doing the interviews, it was kind of like, 
a freestyle moment. Like, okay, what else can I have them do? And this was like the first interview. So I was like, all right, mm-hmm. just look straight at the camera and say, I love you, black man. You know what I'm saying? So every interview, we ended with that. And so, mm-hmm. so, but once they started doing it, I'm a, I remember just sitting there in the director's chair kind of thinking like, yo, that shit feel different to hear those words. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know his words that, that you know, it's just three words, you know what I mean? Three, four words. But when you hear them, especially back to back, it's like, I don't think I ever seen nothing like this, you know what I mean? On In media or on TV where you're talking directly, you know what I'm saying? To a, a certain thing, a certain group that media don't usually talk to. They usually talk about or talk at or talk over, you know what I'm saying? Or talk around. But never like, hey, you, I love you, black man. You know what I'm saying? So those words became really powerful. And once I put them together in the edit, it was like, yo, this is like the craziest part of this whole thing. You know what I'm saying? And so <clears throat> and I posted I posted the video. You know what I'm saying? Everything that, you know, my theory about why we should do it this way. It kind of revealed itself like, yo, cats really needed to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? And it went from, from, you know, all the way down in the gutter, fresh out of prison cats, all the way, you know what I'm saying, to celebrities and gospel singers. It was a trip, you know what I'm saying, to see how that how that played out amongst the real audience versus you sitting in the studio asking questions. So to see it go from the yeah, you know what I'm saying? from the inception to the to the celebration of it all, right? To to see the effect, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, the thing about it is we did this for a, a big corporation, and they had done a lot of research on you know subject of the black man, and they wanted something visually that could represent it. And, you know, you could do that a million ways, you know what I'm saying? But it was kind of like. I think the missing thing out of all the things in media is that nobody really, like I said, talks to, like, in a way. And so when we decided that, hey, we're going to do something directly from black women, directly to black men, and it's something that they need but don't know they need. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you gamble on what that is. And, you know, it's, it's weird when you sit in the pitch meeting and they're like, you know, how are we going to reach the black man, the unmarketable to black man? And then you say, with love. And you see the faces like, what? Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, if you don't get your ass out of here with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it don't sound like it, the two go together. Mm. But in real, reality, that's what, it, that's, that's what it takes. That's what it will take. That's what it can take. You know, and I think people are afraid to approach it that way because, you know, they think it's supposed to be the way everybody always did it. But it's a reason why that shit don't really connect like that because it ain't hitting the mark. So just to see that we were reaching the unreachable with words of love, talking, you know, from Big U, Nipsey Hustle. Uh, uh, West Coast Cam to Will Packer and 
Fred Hammond and Steve Harvey all the way on the other end. You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody really getting it. And that was the important part. So when you see it go viral on TikTok to a whole new crowd, even when the white kids, even if they just mocking it, the words still exist. You know what I'm saying? People still hear the words. And when you're going down, you know what I'm saying, the sound in TikTok and you're seeing all these different ones of people doing it, those words still hitting. Those words still hitting. And, you know, I think that's important. That's a, a very small butterfly effect method of, you know, using love to make revolutionary change. I mean, that's a great point, you know. Uh, How did the client initially, what was their reaction when you delivered that uh, the video? The client cried. Like, Uh, when, when she saw it, like, again, it's like, when you when you see it for the first time, it's like, oh wow, okay, yeah, that's that's words. That's that's a you realize that that's a missing thing. But you know, in the end, you know what I'm saying. They never really did nothing with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I don't know what a the the miscommunication happened, but they kind of dropped it on the YouTube, and that was that. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, you know, we 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 spent a lot of time doing it. And again, at that point, you didn't have no answers whether or not it worked because you're looking at, oh, they just dropped it out there. They ain't promoted. They ain't tweeted. They just dropped it. So, you know, it was another job that you did, came and went, but you did it that felt, if you felt like what you did was important. And then over time, you know, say you'll post it yourself, bang, bang, and it, you know, the first time I posted, it was cool. You know, people liked it. But it was, you know, just my little circle of people. But then it was Valentine's Day 2019. And I was like, dang, what can I post? That would be dope. And then I was like, oh, shit. I post the I love you, black man joint. You know what I'm saying? But I just cut it to the I love you, black man part. Posted the shit. Shout out to my man, Chris Latt. Chris Latt posted it on the African-American College Alliance um, page. And Taraji Henson picked it up from there. She posted it, you know what I'm saying, and dedicated it to her people for Valentine's Day. So once that happened, then it was like, it was out of there. You know what I'm saying? It was, Mm -hmm. you know, it it was going crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, but it was funny because, you know, Fred Hammond posted it, who's like a gospel person. And mm-hmm. and he said, like, yo, this this one of my top three videos of all time. And shit, the first two had to do with Jesus. So, you know what I'm saying? That's that's how mm-hmm. that's how much I feel about this. And even even John Singleton came on and, you know what I'm saying, liked it and and, and did a post in his story. So that was it was like, yo, this is it's crazy because it's mm. like something that you felt was important that might not have been treated as important in the beginning. You know what I mean? At from from as a whole. But once you start saw it organically do what it do, it made it even better because you knew it was realer. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's just so many little stories that went along with it. So like I said, Nipsey came on there and threw the praying hands in the comments, right? Mm-hmm. And I never knew 
how, you know what I'm saying, how he ended up on my page, you know what I'm saying? And so when he got killed, Stick from Dead Press made a post about his last time talking to Nip. And he's like, I was on the on the Instagram and I saw this video came up with the sister saying, I love you, black man. And I thought about my brother. So I called him, you know what I'm saying? Asked him had he seen it, sent it to him. And, you know what I'm saying, we had a conversation, you know what I'm saying, about, you know, doing stuff and making sure we kept in touch. And that was the last time I talked to him. And so that connected a whole gap of how, you know what I'm saying, it was like you never really get the real story of how somebody get on your page sometimes, you know. Right. And to be able to, unfortunately, in, under the circumstances, understand how it came to be, it just lets you know how much the theory actually worked. You know what I'm saying? That you could reach unreachable, you know what I'm saying, unsusceptible to marketing people through love. I'm talking about rolling 60s gangster, revolutionary but gangster. You know what I'm saying? Right. Having a grown man conversation about love. And people, a lot of people don't think that that actually exists in real life. Like it's made up. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's kind of wild. But when you think yeah. when you think about the times that you like the good times you have with with your with your people and and you know what I'm saying niggas that you close with a lot of times when you round niggas it's all good like you know like it's a group of dudes standing on the corner a couple blocks down and people you know always thinking negatively about what they may be doing but every time I pass by they smiling and playing dominoes and laugh, having a good time. You know what I'm saying? It's just you ain't used to seeing 8, 10, 12 cats on one corner at one time. Because that's how it, it was written in the laws that you couldn't even gather like that. So it's very odd to see it. So when you see it, it, is, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable because they don't see it. But I see it, and I see what's within it. You know what I'm saying? Because them, them guys might leave that group and go into the regular world, and the regular world will look at them a certain way that make them not smile like that. <laughs> so I think that part of, of the game and introducing love as as something strong, love as a weapon, you know what I'm saying? Making it okay to, you know what I'm saying, be okay. Yeah. Like a meditation in itself, you know, it's like an incantation. The way that, <clears throat> you know, especially with TikTok, how it works a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's, it's very much a video platform, but it's also a very audio platform in the way that a lot of people, you know, they sample and mm-hmm. then they put their own, they, they you know, they lip sync to it. Mm-hmm. But also in the way of like when you scrolling through TikTok, maybe even Reels, I'm not sure. I think Reels are advanced, but from my experience with TikTok, and I'm almost positive, like it'll just keep playing the same video over and over and over and over again. So sometimes I might looking at a video, you know, and say, oh, okay, that's funny. And I might put my phone down to go do something, to go grab the mail, go to the refrigerator or something. And my phone will keep looping it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not looking at it, but I'm hearing the the sample, the vocal snippet. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it just becomes... It's just like this hook, and it'll stick with you, and mm-hmm. you know, and that is the that's the common denominator through all of them. You could like even if you cycling through, 
you know, these various faces and act outs of the people saying they're all saying the same thing. It's the, mm-hmm. you know, it's like saying Candyman five times. It's like, you know, like that's mm-hmm. what sticks with you. And that should have go into your subconscious mm-hmm. faster than you know. Right. And I mean, it's a beautiful thing to have move around. You know? Right. So, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you got those words. They almost like, they almost become like a prayer. You know what I'm saying? You say them over and over and over. You know what I mean? You bring mm-hmm. some of that shit into, into life. And yeah, that's that's how that's how it gets you. It's just like a sample, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like when hip hop came and looped the breaks, right? And they just took that one part, of the hypest part of the song, and looped it four bars over and over and over and over. You know what I'm saying? And then that became our rhythm. Of the hip hop generation became more of a loop driven, you know what I'm saying? Art for for a while before like groups like Outkast came with all that instrumentation and all that. You know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. saying they they was the first, but I'm just saying it was around that era. <laughs> right, and, right. and so so sampling these words is like you say, even if you ain't seeing the same one, you just seeing that same um that same sound. Oh and mm-hmm. oh like for a long time my phone got trapped in the um the the sound comes from somebody named uh, Calvin from Florida. And it's like the trunk rattling, um like they put the the trunk rattling sound like a it's a uh, juice man mm-hmm. song playing and it's like the trunk rattling like in a dunk, and then they put mm-hmm. that over other cars or some people put it over their forklift at work, and it sound like you beating down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my phone got stuck on that like I I couldn't get it out of my head, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then another one of those sounds is like the little boy I like it because the little boy he's actually making some good points and he was like you know. The um, the people on Instagram hating on him, calling him his daddy broke best friend, and then he's like, "Yeah, they calling you my broke best friend," and he was like, "What you mean? You my daddy?" <laughs> Which is a very uh, genius observation and 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 um clapback for a, a kid his age. So I thought I think that one that whole little sequence is funny as hell. Like, like I got seventy three dollars and they hating on me. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. I bet there's some people on that Instagram like shit. I wish I had seventy three dollars today. <laughs> so he ain't that broke. Shout out to that kid. Right. That go back to um. Speaking of that, just talking about a loop. Uh, it's not even a loop. It's more of a video. You see it all the time. But it's um. Well, speaking of broke, is that that one joint where it's like Jaden got. Right. However many <laughs> <Right>. Jaden broke. <laughs> that nigga laugh. How yeah, much money does Jaden have? Jaden broke. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, grown, shit. grown ass child. Nah, man, that's what's up, man. Salute, congratulations, you out here. You got a hit single on TikTok. <laughs> nah, I mean, out there. Hey. This, this hey, in store, yeah. That's a that's a that's a reentry for the for the dear black man video. Yeah, reentry, charting yeah. again. Yeah. yeah, my first my first viral hit was Wu Tang with my um mm. my cousin Chip the Wu Tang dance. Mm. I'm trying to bring that back, so you know what I'm saying we could reenter the charts on that. Maybe I could get right. some get some right. ends this time. Yeah, that uh that chart. How's that? Well, does that? Well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That one charted before they started paying. Yeah. Now, how does this one work? I mean, I guess you did it for a client, 
So well, and it's not really like uh, a, a traditional song. Like Wu Tang right. is like a song. This is right. more a clip. So right. I I think they got a something for sounds. You know what I'm saying? But. Again, it's whoever post that guy who posted it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody told me I could make a claim or something, but right. this one for the streets. You know what I'm saying? This mm, one for the streets. Right. You know what I'm saying? It ain't mine. I don't own that shit. But you know, it's good to have it out, have it out in the world. You know what I'm saying? For now, promotional I, use only. But yeah, you know, obviously they somebody probably getting something. Somebody but, getting paid. <laughs> but you know, Fuck. we'll figure it yeah. out. <laughs> But but for now, let that be in the streets, you know what I'm saying? Let that message ring, you know what I'm saying? And shit, you know. Yeah. At least the people here know it was me. Most people don't go. won't know. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. That's what's up. A word. Congratulations, man. And, uh, you know, when you sent me the link, I saw, I saw a box of, you know, the videos, all the videos. But to your point, what you said... I saw this white dude in the middle of us. I was like, this can't be the I love you black man situation. <laughs> this can't be it. And then I clicked it and it was sure enough, it was he was in, he was involved too. And that reminded me, not reminded me, but that just spun me around to earlier in the week. It's a clothing company. I guess they make, you know, they make clothes or whatever. And uh Look like merch type shit, but anyway, I don't know if it was laziness or trolling, strategic trolling. Mm-hmm. But uh, due to the fact that it's Black History Month, there's a lot of you know, blackness is you know at a at a high. Right. You know what I mean? Even though it's Black History Year, but you know February there's a peak in Black History Year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, there's a lot of uh, marketing towards uh, black people, and uh, you know they they courting that black dollar. So oftentimes you'll see a lot of, you know, I love my blackness, you know, all types of just black merchandise. Mm-hmm. So there's there's this this company they got a bunch of hoodies, and there's one you know seen it. I think it might have started from a meme or even pulled from like CB4, but it's like, <laughs> you know, uh, normally I'm black, but in February I'm blackity black, right? right now right, under, right. I, I get it and, you know, understood. That's kind of fly, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Definitely a nice nice piece of pride on your, on your shirt. Mm-hmm. But what threw me for a loop mm-hmm. was it was a young white boy <laughs> wearing the hoodie. And all of these <laughs> black fucking shirts were modeled by young white kids. Wow. And then... I saw another, uh, I can't remember this, the the actual saying, but again, it was something that was, you know, pro-blackness. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was something that was Afrocentric, and it was on a blonde-haired white woman, you mm-hmm. know? And it didn't look like they were all Photoshopped, because, you know, sometimes you can get lazy with the, uh, you know, they all in, like, if it's, like, some old, what do you call that, that label? Uh... I forget the label, but you know, there's some of them real, like just those, they just press, they, I'm, I want to say Pinterest, but it's not Pinterest because that's a whole different app, but it's like one of those, damn, I can't think of it. It'll come to me, when, but it's one of those like little pressing companies where you just send your design yeah, drop and they ship, put it like on. A little drop ship yeah, situation. Exactly. So when they do it, oftentimes they just, you know, they, they do like a blank shirt and they, your design here type shit. 
This looked like, yo, they had the white kid put the little hoodie on. Like, this didn't look like it was some shit. And it's hard for me to believe that nobody from the photographer to the creative director to the merchandising, you know, manager, nobody, the assistant, the white model, nobody was like, yo, you know, I'm not black. And this seems like this is some black messaging. I don't know. Maybe we should get somebody black to kind of close the loop on this whole situation to really make it resonate. I think there could have been some real, again, like I say, strategic trolling to where they like, yo, let's do this shit. Because what's going to happen is they're going to get upset and that shit's going to cause a bump. Motherfuckers going to talk about it. That shit going to go through, you know, the meme Meme claims court, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It'll be seen by Judge Baller Alert and Judge Shade Room, and you know what I'm saying? It, it, you know what I mean? It'll go through the due process of the comments, but motherfuckers <laughs> will know about our shit. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to if we just get some generic black people to wear this shit, it'll do no numbers. Right. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm too cynical, but I just feel like that seems like a more plausible decision then mm-hmm. nobody in that circle was saying, yo, there's a disconnect here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, have you seen this? And if I, so, I've what seen, are your thoughts? I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I could, I could chalk it up to maybe it was just generic auto, put the logo on the shirt, keep it moving scenario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or B, you know what I'm saying, a made in China scenario that's just like, you know, hopping on whatever trend on Twitter. You know, right? Bing, bing. Um, but you know, like you said, man, more plausibly, just like with the even luxury brands, they be knowing what they doing. You know what I'm saying? Put it mm-hmm. out there, that shit, that shit trend, boom, boom. They fake get canceled. You know what I'm saying? Run up, run up the uh, the stock prices, and you know what I'm saying? Then switch back and promote a six thousand dollar, you know, sneaker. And, mm-hmm. and 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 jump right back in your lane, but you done had all kind of millions of dollars of uh, of 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 PR, and right. you kind of separated yourself in in the optics. You separated yourself from the niggas who usually bring you down every year. Like, you know, and they buy a lot of stuff, but then they muck up the brand. Let's let's create a little separation right quick. And then make mm. make the, the, the make the target audience feel a little more comfortable. Like we don't fuck with those monkeys either. You know what I mean? And so, you know. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's all, you know, <coughs> all, you know, up and down, up and down like Wall Street homes. Everybody toying, yeah. toying with the numbers. You know, they want your dollars, but then they want everybody else dollars too. So how do we keep them both? You know, sound like the government to me. <laughs> Teespring is the company that I was thinking of. That was one of them drop ship joints. Who? Teespring was the one. Teespring. Oh, Teespring. Always see them. Yeah, always people used to use their shit for like merch teams, you know, quick, fast type shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Sinister business, you know what I mean? It probably is the gov- the whole shit is probably an operative. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll find out at the end of it. So when you know, hopefully, get in heaven's gates and they get you that folder. 
<laughs> to see the whole shit explained to you. Like, oh shit, really? So that's what happened. Yeah. That's what I that's what I would imagine happened. You know what I mean? Get you a little dossier with everything that you encountered in life really broken down. Yeah. Why things happen. Like, oh <laughs> shit. Wow. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> lot of lot of lot of uh Easter eggs in life. <laughs> um <laughs> What else is going on, man? What's good with you? Um, man, I'm chilling, dude. I'm chilling. Just uh, regular degular, man. Just in the world. Doing shows. and, and uh, That's really it, man. Doing shows, writing writing jokes. Writing, trying to do some reading. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, what am I reading right now? Been reading. Uh, what the fuck am I reading right now? I'm reading. I'm trying to think what I'm reading. That's on some narrative shit. I've been looking at these like little affirmation books. I'm reading a few different things, but like these little affirmation books, like the Daily Stoic. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Which breaks down each day, gives you some shit that's going on. The Daily Laws or whatever. Just try to see what that's about. Mm-hmm. There's been something else that I was. I was reading narrative wise and I cannot it's not coming to me right this second and I got my iPad all the way over there so I can't even turn to it to see what's what. But that's really it. I mean just getting up, working out new shit. Uh and um that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to yeah, I ain't got got nothing that that's that super interested. Go ahead. <laughs> How sh- yeah, I, I mean, first of all, yeah. how, how you reading a book that you don't remember you reading? <laughs> you know what it is, cause um, I've been on some um, I've been on some what's called shit. Like I've been using the iPad, so I'll download mm. a few books mm. to the iPad. So now you got a few books. Like before, when it's tangible, mm-hmm. you know, every time you pick up the book, you see the cover and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. This iPad shit, it's like boom, boom. And on top of that, I'm still, I still got audio books on deck from before I quit Audible. So I've been falling asleep to certain Audible books. <laughs> like, uh, that's like one of my things. I just put the timer on for like 45 minutes, mm-hmm. turn the TV off, and had the, the Audible book going. So I was listening to the to the Obama book not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have I been listening to? I was listening to the Dick Gregory book. I think I talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shit like that. Hold on one second. You stay cool because I'm going to grab. I'm going to see what I'm actually reading, though. Word. And we're back. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> let me see what we got here. So we got, I'm reading a bunch of uh, a bunch of articles and shit like that. Because uh, do you have the the uh, the app called Pocket? You ever use that? Or you mm-hmm. heard of it? Mm-mm. So it's kind of like, they used to be like Google Reader or whatever. Same mm-hmm. thing. Anyway, anytime you come across an article, I'm good for... You know, I'll be on Twitter or something like that, and somebody will tweet an article or somebody will send me an article. I might start it, but I might not get all the way in it, but I'll save it to Pocket. Pocket will break it into a PDF situation. and It's actually a good situation for uh, some of these uh, publications that be behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like if you ain't trying to subscribe to everywhere, you know, sometimes you might get 10 free articles from this place, but if you send it to Pocket, 
and you don't go to the original, they'll break down the whole fucking article and you just read it as a PDF. So, you know, hopefully they don't hear this and, and rearrange, you know, rearrange <laughs> the whole situation. But uh, as it stands right now, shit is quite sweet. So I've been doing that, reading a bunch of those type of uh, articles. Got a bunch of articles. I'm reading this book called The... Uh, I'm reading. Still fucking with uh what we got here. The Daily Stoic, the Daily Laws. Checking that out. Mm-hmm. Popping in every so often with Mel Brooks's All About Me book. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh the uh rest in peace, Greg Tate, his old book, Flyboy in the Buttermilk, mm. bunch of essays. So I've been oh. popping through that. How's that? Huh? It's good. It's like a bunch of his, like, you know, just a collection of a bunch of, like, his writings and articles and stuff like that. So, like, you know, he's got an article in here, like a, yeah, like an article in here about uh, Michael Jackson and how Michael Jackson, you know, was uh, manipulating his his uh, persona, his skin, you know, his kind of pulling away from his African features and shit like that. And it's just kind of like a... Like, you know, like some critique on that. So it's pretty interesting. I just kind of got into that. But I'll tell you something that's real cool. Do I still have it? Okay. This was something I've been reading. Uh, it's a book called Black Cool. Mm-hmm. It's by, um, well, it's a compendium of a bunch of different authors, but it's curated by Rebecca Walker. Mm-hmm. I believe that's Alice Walker's daughter. But you- basically, mm-hmm. I think... Uh, but um, basically, it's just various writers take on cool, right? Mm-hmm. And um, one of them was real ill where they were talking about, it was written by um, Rachel Harper. There's quite a few of them that are really good, but the one that was real interesting was um, Rachel Harper. She was talking about her pops. Mm-hmm. She's writing about her pops and, you know... Uh, you know, talk about he was brilliant, he was scary, and he was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, these were not three separate things, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, uh, they also talked about how he was crazy. You know what I mean? He got angry. The, the intensity of his anger got crazy, but it was just like the conversation got into the fact that, at least back when she wrote this back then, it was easier for... Uh, a black dude to look crazy, you know what I'm saying? Or even look just cool and detached mm-hmm. rather than depressed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're depressed, then that's kind of leading into some mental illness type shit. You know what I mean? People kind of look down on you more so. But like if you're a, because pops was like a like an artist. Mm-hmm. So if he could get into a funk, you know what I'm saying? Get real brooding or whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Real, uh, you know, kind of isolate or whatever like that, it could be chalked up to his quote-unquote process mm-hmm. and not a motherfucker just being depressed or down or nothing like that because then that would be more of an issue. But, like, if you that, it just kind of, it sounds a little bit more interesting leaving a little bit more, you know, seductive, you know what I'm saying, for somebody to, you know, you know, kind of just the way you you know, the way you label that mood. So mm-hmm. it was, it was, that was interesting. It was a bunch of, it's a, and so it's just a bunch of people's takes on that. 
So that was pretty good. Right. But yeah, I find myself, it's almost like the iPad I have you like really on some old, I don't want to say ADHD shit because people have been using that a lot. It seems to be kind of all over the place. But it'd have you really, it's like having multiple tabs open. Mm-hmm. So I'll be jumping into various things just based on mood. So it's like, it's like a buffet of stuff to read. Like I got a bunch of little books in here. Mm-hmm. And I'm dipping into, but, uh, and then, you know, finishing them as I do and then maybe get rid of them or keep them around. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause I might want to come back to it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a bunch of them, but those are kind of some of those in the lineup right now. Right. So yeah. Now, that's now, now yeah. um, there's two things in that, that stretch of conversation that you just kicked mm-hmm. off right there. One you had to, you know, you sent me to the dictionary. You said uh, something about a compendium. I was like, what, mm-hmm. the, what the fuck is a compendium? You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And I didn't want to interrupt you. I almost did, but right, I'm like, right. hold on, let me go. Let me use my my, my, tech, my Google box and see what the right. hell. And compendium, a collection of concise but detailed information about a particular subject, especially in a right. book or other publication. That's one. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for your um, vocabulary word for the day. I'm going to put that one in my cap. No doubt. And and then, you know, I wanted to discuss that thing about cool. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, you could could go the mental health route with, you know, depression or whatever and, and, you know, masking it with cool. But in a general day-to-day sense, even before it gets to that point or if it ever gets to that point, being cool was like, it's kind of like being funny or being fast or being, you know what I mean? It was a tool, you know what I'm saying? It was a survival mm-hmm. mechanism that, you know what I mean, that you could develop in order to move freely throughout the black universe, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if I go from Carroll City where I, where I live to Brown Sub where my grandma lived and I spent, you know, all the weekends there. You had to develop something that was a passport to, you know, translate that you okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, I'm all right. You know what I mean? I ain't tripping. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't need to trip on me. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I'm cool, man. I'm cool. And then, you know, sometimes you got to let them know you can fight. But other than that, cool usually gets you through. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a it's a, a very um, useful tool going you know throughout the neighborhood. Then you know it translates to me in the real world. It's like mm, all right, if I just be cool, you know what I'm saying, and not try to do something. Nine times out of ten, you know what I'm saying, people allow you to be that. Like okay, that motherfucker cool, man. Let, let him be, man. Let him do what he do. Say so, nah, he ain't mm-hmm. he ain't got on the right dress code, but it's fine. He's good. Let them be, you know. So, I I would I want would like to check that book out and see where else it explores the concept of that because I you know I never really explored it in my own self till you just said those words. Yeah, now it's really good. It's called the name of the book is called Black Cool, One Thousand Streams of Blackness, and by Rebecca Walker. One and there's a bunch of different what? takes. One thousand streams of oh. blackness. Oh. This is this is pre Spotify. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. One thousand streams of blackness. And it's just all it's various people's, you know, take on black cool, you know. And there's uh, quite a few different authors in there, and it's cool. Like you know, they all you no know, no pun intended. They all got a they got like um interesting angle on it, mm-hmm. you know, how it manifests in obvi- other ways. Like one cat, I think Matt Jones is the writer's name, but he talk about. You know how you was talking about like the fighter or the fly cat. You know, he was talking about the geek. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the cat that was like just really into his books, into like, you know, um comic books and you know, like shit that wasn't really all the way embraced years ago. Mm-hmm. You know? Like and um I think the cat was living in Philly and you know, he was like my neighborhood, you know, you having a comic book, that shit, you setting yourself up. You know, mm-hmm. motherfuckers going to basically come for you. But he said he had, like, an older brother or uncle who would buy the shits. But he was cool. I don't know if he could fight it, whatever. But, like, he kind of, he legitimized it so much so that he became the model for how to move in that realm. How to mm-hmm. go into places that weren't heavily trafficked mm-hmm. by, you know what I mean, by the people that would mock it. You know what I'm right. saying? Like he would kind of give it some legitimacy to where he following in his foot, his, uh, pardon me, in his footsteps felt no real shame in it. Right. It was just what it was, you know? And so, um, yeah. Nah, nah, that's a, a very underestimated, under, underrated overlook role in the hood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The one that, you know what I'm saying? They have their own way of, of being respected and protecting what they care about. You know what I'm saying? People, you know what I'm saying, don't fuck with or whatever. But being able to identify, like, you know what? This kid right here is different, and he not like the rest of what's going on. Y'all let him be. You know what I'm saying? And people don't talk about that a lot, but that, that you know what I'm saying, that happens a lot. And people usually talk about it when it's when it comes to, like, sports or, you know what I'm saying, somebody saying don't, don't get in the, in the drugs because, you know, you got a talent. But right. it happened for nerds too, you know what I'm saying? Shit, it 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 happened in a way where where you know you protect the smart kids as well, and mm-hmm. and I've seen that as well. Yeah, so you should check it out. Let's check it out. It's definitely worth definitely worth checking out. All of, actually, all of those books was pretty cool so far. Uh, so that's what I've been up to, you know. Um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. just you know just getting up out in the world. Speaking of that, I seen you know watching various shit. Actually, what I did watch just recently kind of hit me with a little bit of inspiration. Uh, they just put out a three part documentary on Fat Tuesdays at the Comedy Store. And Fat Tuesdays was a night at the Comedy Store. The comedy Store is a you know, very celebrated comedy club in Los Angeles, right on Sunset, right across the street from the standard. It's been there forever. Uh, over there by, like, House of Blues and shit like that. Like, everybody from Richard Pryor to, you know, like, everybody in, in comedy would play mm-hmm. there. You know what I'm saying? All the who's who's, whatever. But very interesting, you know... And it's not like it isn't still, but the further you go back, the more and more segregated 
comedy is. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of which, there was a documentary, and I think it was uh, maybe five part. I forget. I watched it though, but it was like another documentary about just the comedy store proper. Just a you know a documentary about the comedy store, not Fat Tuesdays, but just the comedy store as a as a whole, mm-hmm. as a um, as an institution. And I remember watching it, and it was good. I watched so I watched damn near all of the documentaries on comedy, right? Just kind of reinvigorates my love for it sometimes. And I remember watching that shit, and as good as you know, it was good, it was thorough, it was some shit in there, but I felt like, you know, as it was going off, they were like showing like little snapshots of everybody that they um that they featured or highlighted or whatever. And I remember, and I remember even making a joke, like it always could have been a TikTok. I was mm-hmm. kind of like just to myself, just like white, 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 black, white, white, <laughs> white. Like, because that's this motherfuckers was white, 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 mostly dudes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Few women, um, few black people, few, mm-hmm. even fewer women of any color. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, or any other ethnicity, you know, mm-hmm. and it'd be a very... Everybody like Richard Pryor, Paul Moon. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just I won't say the obvious choices, but people that you'd heard about. So anyway, it just felt like, damn, that shit crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like I know, like I've been to the comedy store and I've seen black people on that stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's a lot of black comedians that have made some history in the game. You know that could have been covered, right? But mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was what it was. So when I seen this one, it was done by Guy Tory and Reggie Hudlin. I seen this situation. It was about Fat Tuesdays. Now, Fat Tuesdays was, which I didn't realize. I, I, I didn't realize a couple things. Uh, I thought I had maybe been to Fat Tuesdays, but I don't think so. I think I might have been to like an offshoot, which was tripping on Tuesdays, because it looked like Fat Tuesdays ended at about 2003, which would have probably been around the, the first time I ever been to L.A. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to the comedy store at some point and seeing some black comics there. And it's, it's sad to say it probably was tripping on Tuesdays because, you know, you don't see a whole, you won't see most black shows. Even still, even in most comedy clubs in the country. Like if you see a bunch of black shows, it's mostly a produced show. It's probably not a house show. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, and a house show means that the actual comedy club booked it. Mm-hmm. Whereas a produced show means that they had a producer come in and put together the lineup for that show. It's like a it's like a promoter at a regular club, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, long story short, this shit started back in like '92. Guy Tory was the the host. Guy Tory is Joe Tory's younger brother mm-hmm. by at least four years. You know, Joe Tory was popping. Joe Tory, you know, was a is it still funny motherfucking comedian hosted Def Jam at one point. Um, you know, he was in, um, poetic justice. You remember him brushing mm-hmm. his hand, shit mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Anyway, Joe Torrey was Joe Torrey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then guy Torrey was like his little brother. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He was kind of in his shadow or whatever. And, uh, you know, one of the things that he did as he started doing this thing, cause when he first was to come out there, Joe Torrey went out there earlier when the comedy act theater was still popping and all of that. And that like, that was like the black comedy club. That's when it was hosted by Robin Harris and like Mm -hmm. everybody would come to, that's kind of where 
Um, Russell Simmons got the idea for Def Comedy Jam. You know what I'm saying? Like, he went down there, Stan Lathan took him down there. He was like, oh, this shit is crazy. You know what I mean? It was like a movement. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, Robin Harris died from a heart attack. And then Joe Torre eventually became the host down there because uh, Robin Harris really fucked with Joe Torre. Mm-hmm. And uh, he became the host, but it wasn't the same. And then right around that same time, the riots happened, and then that kind of splintered a whole lot of shit. Mm-hmm. So post-riots, Guy Torre comes down there, and I forget exactly how it all happened. It tells you in the documentary, but how it all happened to where he got the space to to do uh, Fat Tuesdays. And there's mm-hmm. three rooms at the comedy store. There's... There's the the belly room, which is kind of the smallest room, the original room, and then the main room. I think mm-hmm. goes, you know what I mean? So I think it goes 90, 200, 400, right? Mm-hmm. So they gave him, like, the the belly room because that's where, like, that's like the incubator. That's where you start, like, new shit. And if mm-hmm. it catch, it goes up the ranks or whatever. Long story short, that shit was cracking. Nine months later, that shit was in the main room. It skipped the, the um... The original mm-hmm. room. Like, that shit went straight to the main room because it was bananas. That's and it became up. the place for, like, black people to go. And, like, all of the black comics that weren't, that, you know, they might have been played, you know, they was either on the chitless circuit, playing little rooms, playing, like, clubs. This is some shit I never heard before, some Cali shit. They was like, if you wanted to see black comedy back in the days, you had to go beneath the three dead presidents which was uh, Washington, Adams, and Jefferson, which I never heard them, you know what I mean, compared mm-hmm. to, you know, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, this was the first time, like, you really seen this much black comedy on Sunset. You know right. what I'm saying? It wasn't like some token shit or one or two motherfuckers. It was like a full black situation. And like most black situations, when you target us, we coming out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know? So, um, and so many motherfucking... People got their start through that room. Like, he put so many people on. Uh, and it's just, it's just, Black Comet got the Black Comet talking about, you know, how it was, what the vibe was like, you know, who would be seen there, how many times if you just go up, you have a good set. That shit could lead to a meeting. That shit could lead to a role. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, how Guy Tory basically put Nick Cannon on because Nick Cannon was <coughs> Guy Tory went to San Diego to host like a little rap competition and Nick Cannon was in like a little rap group with him and his homie and Guy Tory started snapping on him because I guess he had some wild shit on and then Nick Cannon was kind of coming back at him you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying he was like at the end of the show he was like yo you pretty funny. I got a room up in L.A. If you're ever in L.A., come through. And this motherfucker was like 17 or something mm-hmm. like that. And he came through and, you know, did a little bit on, a little bit of time. And then that's, you know, how he got put on, like Will Smith saw him and all of that other shit. And, you know, and then kind of, he even says kind of like, you know, the uh, spinoff of what Fat Tuesdays was could be arguably what Wild and Out is, which is mm-hmm. a platform for a whole, a whole nother new generation Right. For black comedians and shit like that. Right. So, and it was just, they were just talking about, you know, just all of the people that they put on and how much it mattered. But this was the kicker. Um, it was a good addendum. Compliments the Comedy, Comedy Store documentary too, but it was a good addendum to the Comedy Store documentary. This was the kicker that. So, after all of that, there's a bunch of little things, but I'm just, I'm kind of, 
in summation, like one of the things, so after all of that, having that shit rock for as long as it did, he stopped it, and he was ultimately passed at the comedy store, Guy Tory. So when he's going there to play, you know, just do his spots, he goes to pick up his check, which is funny. L.A. is hilarious with that shit. Like, they don't really pay stand-ups much money. Like, it's a different culture as far mm -hmm. as New York versus L.A. Like, you'll get paid, like, nine. It's, it's wild. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and they pay you in a check. Like, you got to go later on, pick up your check or whatever. So he goes to get his check, and the accountant person is like, oh, you're Guy Tory. And he was like, yeah. He was like, yo, um, or she, I'm not sure. This, like, you know, they kept, they, they didn't say who it was, but they was like, the accountant person was like, you know, not for nothing, and this is off the record, but if it wasn't for you and Fat Tuesdays, this club would have closed years ago. Y'all kept the fucking doors. Y'all kept the lights on in this, this club. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's like, damn. In that comedy store documented, you ain't hear shit about it. They might have mentioned it maybe once, maybe, but they didn't go in depth. They didn't show any of that shit. And it just kind of, it's a reminder of how fucking impactful you could be, but still how strong erasure can be. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, so it was just cool that this got out and this is in the world for people to see. Like, if you're a fan of black comedy, if you're a fan of comedy at all, if you've ever been in a comedy store, well, any of that shit, I suggest you check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. It's definitely worth checking out. It's three parts, uh, Fat Tuesdays. Um, yeah, and it, it's it's definitely worth your time. And there's some other shit. Like, you know, I didn't know Guy Tory and Joe Tory kind of fell out. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, they, it was some, some brother-sibling rivalry shit. And then they kind of get into it. And, you know, they both in it. And they, they kind of pack. Like... It's an ill little subplot in the shit. Like it was a really good, it was a really good documentary. So yeah, I enjoyed that shit. And what's the um, name of it again? I believe it's called Fat Tuesdays mm -hmm. uh, at the Comedy Store. Fat Tuesdays spelled the old school hip hop way, P H A T. No doubt. And and this has been a Black History moment with Daniel. There it is. Leonard. There it is. Just in time for Black History Month. Yeah, man. Just in time for Black History Year. No, exactly. More moments like this to come. Exactly. Stay Even tuned. in March and beyond. Absolutely. Uh, Word up. That's it, dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's definitely worth seeing. It made me think, and then we can get into this a little uh, more at length maybe in another episode, but it made me think. I've been real mindful about scenes, you know? Mm -hmm. Like. You see, like, it's so interesting. Like, you, I've been, again, there's been quite a few different docs that have come out as it relates to comedy, mm -hmm. right? Or even, I'm going to take it even broader than comedy, but it's like documentaries often, you know, they talk about a time and a place. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, uh, oftentimes some shit that's... Uh, Said and gone, you know what I mean? It's over, it'll never be the same, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But this, in retrospect, this is what it was like. And who they talk to, kind of, unless you were there, kind of become the representatives for that era, mm -hmm. you know? It's like, you know, they're they going to talk to a bunch of people, and whoever didn't make the cut, whoever wasn't interviewed, they may be looked at by this new audience that is, becoming hip to it as somebody that didn't participate. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Right. And 
It's just interesting, like, it can be, second time I said, but it could, that type of shit could be very seductive. Mm-hmm. There are very, th- there are so many different things, particularly if I'm talking about even comedy, right? And I'm going to go broader, but like, if we talk about comedy, there's so many different scenes. Like, there's the comedy seller scene, you know, it's people that play at the comedy seller, and it's been going on for years and years and years and years. You know, there's the infamous back table from like the early aughts and maybe even late 90s when you had people like, Patrice O'Neill and Rich Voss and, you know, Bob, Robert Kelly and Keith Robinson and whomever, whomever, Bill Burr, them people in the back table. And they would like, you know, a lot of when you're doing comedy, oftentimes it was kind of been kind of hampered a lot by this still ongoing pandemic is like when you do comedy, you're doing spots, not on the road, but if you're doing spots in the city, you know, the hang afterward, you know, between your spots, before your spot, after your spot, you know what I mean? Like when you upstairs waiting to go on, if there's a green room, if there's like the cellar, there's the little back table for comedians only. And then you, you sit there and it's just whoever's on the lineup or whoever's around there and motherfuckers be talking shit and, you know, roasting each other or whatever, whatever. Like that mm-hmm. became a thing. It became so much a thing that like people try to keep it going even though it's <laughs> over you know what right. i'm saying like people try to recreate it because they were inspired by it. like they seen it like you know the back table of the cellar spun off and became like a tv show on comedy central called tough crowd that was hosted by colin quinn which is mm-hmm. basically a round table of comedians talking about topics of the day and coming for each other you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and long story short uh that's just one thing. Or you talk about the comedy store and what was going on at Fat Tuesdays or maybe what's going on now, like roast battle or what's going on just in general. People, you know, doing coke in the back, back of the day, all of this type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Or any of these little places. It goes even further. There's black rooms versus mainstream rooms or whatever mainstream or white rooms or whatever. Or... You know, New York comedians versus Los Angeles comedians, Midwest, down south, like all of these little ways that shit becomes divided and it becomes like a way that people kind of define themselves. You know what I'm saying? I'm a New York comedian or I'll, I play black rooms or I'm over, I'm past at the cellar or I, you know what I'm saying? I'm over at the store and and it's like... It's this mythology that's kind of created, you know what I mean? Because a lot of this shit could go away, you know? Like, it's it's just weird how, and I'm taking it broader than comedy. Like, even, you know, uh, you just, you would see it in, in various shit. You could see it, you see it on every level. There's a way to divide, there's a way to, to, um, identify with a group you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and kind of pull whatever clout from being part of that you know that crew or group of people that will power you or be you know could be uh it could be effective in the world if you leverage it in a certain way it could be something that you hang your hat on until Mm -hmm. it ain't there for you to hang your hat on you know what i'm saying and you got to realize you are who you are. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes some people, like, they defer to these scenes. They kind of, they abandon 
their own mission or their own identity to become part of something. You know what I'm saying? Well, if I got to be down with them, then, you know, I can't, you kind of got to, you know, you might submit to being hazed or whatever the dumb shit is. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just like, I don't know, man. Sometimes I, I look at a lot of this shit and you just want to blow it up. You know what I mean? Like, you just be like, this is some bullshit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. and not to be negative, because it ain't even to be negative. It's just to kind of, like, to realize you got to tap into what motivates you before you saw all of the various pockets or um, communities that you could become a part of. Now, if you become a part of what people fuck with you based on what you do, I'm not saying you say, oh, nigga, I ain't down with y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you could come through Slap 5 or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Participate in little documentaries about whatever, whatever, but, like, that shouldn't be what you lead with, is what I'm saying. Like, and I mm-hmm. it just, it's just, I don't know. I always had this love hate thing with like, you know, community is one thing. Community, you need it. You know, the the company of people, the society of people. You don't want to just be off on an island. You know what I'm saying? But you should still, your motivation should come from within. You know what I'm saying? Maybe your community helps with accountability or helps with inspiration and all that other shit. But, like, I feel like ideally your motivation should come from within. You know what I'm saying? Because you were you before you were part of any of this shit. You know what I'm saying? It was was the inspiration that you kind of whatever struck by or whatever that made you venture out. And that's what got you into, you know, being exposed to all these little different things. Mm -hmm. So... Reason I'm even speaking on that is because, like, when I watch some of these documentaries, you know, documentaries are like, it's a lot of mythology. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of romantic, you know, things are romanticized. And you're like, damn, I wish I could have, I wish I could have been part of that. Or I wish, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Damn, that shit looked like, like it was so fun. And it's like, nigga, your present could be as lit as that past if mm-hmm. you just pay attention to it, you right. know. But, um, yeah, that's it. I just, you know, that's my rant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's but, my rant. You know what I'm saying? It's just like any um, subset of life or any community in life. One, everybody don't get into it for the same reason. Two, right. everybody not at the same place, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, within. So sometimes <clears throat> you might come to a city to get on and – this becomes your community. This you, know, you don't have no neighborhood to go to because you're not even from around here. You know what I mean? So this is where you go to see your folks. You know what I mean? And then it's just like somebody working a job and they go there because they know they're going to see their people. Even though they don't like the job no more, the boss treat them like shit. You know what I'm saying? They could go find another one. But they enjoy going to that one because this is where they became comfortable. You know what I'm saying? This is where they met the people. They they are somebody within this group. Like, if you somebody on the New York scene, then you got to go to L.A. and you nobody. You know what I mean? And you get the little bitty check and you got to wait for it and, 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 and do the worst positioning on the, on the lineup. You know, you might feel like you've gotten beyond that, but, but that's just in your own community where you're comfortable. So, you know. It's a lot of different reasons why why people hold on to some of these cultures because it 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 not only gives them an identity or helps give them an identity, but it also serves as a community, uh, 
a, a therapy group, you know what I'm saying? Uh, people to vent to, people that, that have a shared common fucking struggle, you know? Uh, it's a bar where everybody knows your name. So that's just my little counter rant. <laughs> no, I get it. I can dig it. I hear that. And look, I look. Have you want? Like I said, I'm not. I'm not shitting on scenes or community. Like I said, people. You know, you need that. It, you know, you don't want to do it all alone. But understand. You know, you were somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into the, on some Martin Luther no. King. I don't even know if that's Martin Luther King, but you know, Black History Year, you are somebody before anybody else told you you was. No you doubt. know, like as no soon doubt. as you came through, you know what I mean, slid past that labia, you was that motherfucker. Because right. you already won. You know what I mean? So shit. But, but everybody, the game. everybody don't come out feeling that way. No doubt. No doubt. I so, feel you. I so, feel you know, everybody, you know, is. Again, people do a lot of things. I, I used to see cats hustle. And, mm-hmm. I mean, like, they not getting nowhere. Like, what are, what are y'all mm-hmm. doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Is this fun? Like, y'all just come out here to crack jokes and, and make up new words or something? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some people go in and they just be about, let me get to where I'm trying to go. Some people need somewhere to be. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. Sh- this right here, you know what I'm saying, is better than, you know, the alternative where, I ain't shit, you know what I'm saying? I wake up, I gotta, I'm sleeping on the couch. You know, everybody looking at me like, what you gonna do? At least with this, you know what I'm saying? Shit. I, I get a little something and I feel productive. I feel like somebody on my own terms. You right. know? And then they go right. to prison and be the same way. <laughs> no, I mean, that ain't a joke. I'm no, just saying. I mean, no, just like some, is, some people too. operate better in prison than they do in the streets. Yeah. You know, they know where they meal coming from. They ain't, nobody ain't stressing them about, you know what I mean, what they doing. Or, it's order. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, shit. It's, it's some, it could be more, much more simpler because all I got to do, all I have to worry about is me and protecting me. You know right. what I mean? So, right. you know, but it's, yeah. that ain't everybody, but it's people that's like that. You know, communities are filled with people that, mm-hmm. you know, just good where they at, man. I'm I'm good. I don't care about all that. No, I got it. That's fine. If you good where you at, be good where you at. But if you find yourself feeling less than because you're not a part of some shit, mm-hmm. you don't fit into some shit, understand that you could create your own shit, even mm-hmm. in the midst of these scenes. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like if we if we take Guy Tory for example, he probably didn't feel like he could be the man at comedy store. He ain't think it was gonna get any spots. So somehow mm-hmm. he figured out a way to produce his own show, which became a huge platform for a lot of motherfuckers and changed mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, just don't forget the power of you. No doubt. <laughs> and I'm done. I don't want to be on the No, no, no. That is that is a very important statement, man. That's very important. Yeah. You don't have to run it back. That's very important. The power of you. And understand that pursuing the power of you is fucking hard sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody yeah. ain't going to agree with you and your shit. And you got to still be you. Yeah, you're right. There you go. Speaking of that beautiful transition. Speaking the of power the power. Of, <laughs> you know what I mean? The power of two. Two powers. <laughs> Two Powers was last Sunday. Yeah. Um, 
Before we jump into that, I just want to say, and we hopefully we get to it next week, but Zendaya is busting ass this season, especially this last episode of Euphoria. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Euphoria hopefully soon, but, like, this shit has been good so far, man. I was just wanted, like, one, but just this last past episode, she got busy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want, when you, when we all the way caught up, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. I want us to unpack that shit. But one thing that I definitely really want to explore when we talk about it is how funny that shit is. It's like these <laughs> funny little moments. Like, it just be the funny, like, just little funny moments. But the way they play in mm-hmm. the midst of the drama, how them shits cut through, it, that, shit is, that shit is great. Nah, they, but, they, they doing some hell of a storytelling on that. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not up. Yeah. I'm not current, but I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I'm catching. And gotcha. They doing some hell of a storytelling in there, man. They, they, using, yeah. they using all the tools. To mm-hmm. to to get these ideas out, which is you know, inspiring. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. So let's talk about these motherfucking books. Uh, okay. Book two, book three. Yes. Uh, the end of book two. Let's get to it. What were your thoughts? Ah <laughs> oh, man, well, it's a, you know, it's always a lot going on in the power universe. So yeah. Um, one, you know, I came into it wondering how Monet was going to play this. You know what I'm saying? Um, she played it differently than I expected her to. So I was, I was interested to see that. I mean, just the, you know, the powerness of it all. Mm-hmm. How they, you know, how they solve problems and get out of complex scenarios with one sentence is, you know, really amazing, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, or uh, just create a new problem so you forget about the old problem that they didn't resolve. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Power <laughs> good for not resolving a problem, boy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah like, wait, wait a minute. Wait, how y'all what gonna happened? start five new problems and we ain't even finished yeah. the other one? Mm-mm. Moving on. <laughs> so you know, I was wondering how she was gonna do that, and you know, what I'm saying, you know, they got multi layers to the trickery. We gonna trick Kane into killing his daddy, but not. You're going to stop him, Tariq, before he, before he do it. And you're going to have a pep talk with him about killing your daddy because you're a daddy killer. So sh- y'all go ahead. Like, the, the whole right. daddy killing theme is a real downer on the black father's tip. But okay. You know, <laughs> Lorenzo Puerto Rican father. But brown fathers matter, too. Any right. old way. <laughs> uh, so, you know, just the whole layered action of, how to convince a son to kill his dad. And it wasn't that hard to convince him, but it was, you know, probably going to be harder for him to actually pull it through, which gave uh, little Tariq his moment of, you know, one-upmanship over Kane, where the Mm -hmm. only time you saw Kane hesitate and and think, you know what I'm saying? Like, he usually don't think like that. And... Mm -hmm. For no, second guess himself, right? Yeah. Second guess himself. You know, he he was he was shook, and Tariq was there to witness it and hold the receipts that he would forever be able to throw back in his <laughs> face in season right. three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. you remember when you were scared to kill your pops, right? You know how to save your ass. Or <laughs> you was part of the Father Killers Club. You know right. what I mean? He wasn't. <laughs> but but you hard though. Fuck right, right. Fuck right. Whatever. <laughs> B. Whatever. Yeah, I'm talking about. 
So I be getting confused with all the layers sometimes, who running what, you know what I mean? Diane got to run the bag over here, and Drew run the bag over there, and going to leave the bag. I mean, you know, it was a little, you know, I got dizzy trying to keep up with the bags with the three-car Monty. But um, it was like, to me, though, if Tariq was just going to go over there with the bag, like what was all that trickery for? Yeah. You know? It threw me off. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But it threw me off. Maybe that was just, you know, it's a lot of sleight of hand they do over there. But go ahead. So, you know, Tariq arrives with the bag. <clears throat> Monet there. You know. Uh, shit, what's his name? Dante, Mecca, Spears, mm-hmm. the Snitch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He there. He's starting to figure it out. Yeah, I know you stole my cocaine, but you know what I'm saying? This is ridiculous. You know, because <laughs> obviously this is where I draw the line. Right. First of all, you know what I'm saying? His cocaine was never paid for anyway. It was, you know what I mean? Dropped out of the, the federal sky. So he wasn't worried about that. All he was trying to do is, you know, make his plan and, um, and get, and get his old lady back and his, his, his son per, per se. You know what I mean? Which mm-hmm. again, you remember when he first came on the scene? When we first seen him, he killed the people for Kane. Yeah. Like, this nigga must be the police. But anyway. Way too skilled. Right. You know what I'm saying? Way too cavalier about killing a motherfucker. Pow, pow. See? I'm real. I'm down. Any old way. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, now, Lorenzo is in his, his bag. You know what I'm saying? Not seeing what's going on. Being outwitted by the kids and the mama, you know, and arrives at the at the scene of the of where Zeke is supposed to join his parents on the jet. Mm-hmm. Mistakes him for Dante. Shoots mm-hmm. old Zeke dead. Mm-hmm. That's a bad way for old Zeke to go out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's already up in the police station looking crazy. Making, you know what I'm saying? Suspicious ass ask. Right. Uh, she was a suicide, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can I look I, at the pictures again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to, I just wanted to make sure. All right. You yeah, have that was good, it. You have a good night. That was it. Good right, night. right. I'm going to go jump in my Porsche and pee right. off. Mm-hmm. I, just I want, get that. You'll never know. Yeah. I just wanted a little, little closure. Right, <laughs> and you're gonna ask the one of the most fucking uh, relentless detectives that we've seen this season to just be cool with you just poking around, right? And oh, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. Don't even worry about it. it. Ain't nothing. It was just a little poke through, but don't even trip. You know what I'm saying? I just want to look at the photos just real fast. Ain't shit. I, I, wa- I wonder if that's a real thing that they be, be, be portraying in the movies like that. Well, you you think right. you could go to the guy who was hot on your tail? Y'all become right. that close to where you feel like you go in there and ask him some questions. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like it's like yo Denzel and um and uh, uh Blue Magic, uh, American Gangster. Oh, American Gangster. You know what I'm saying? I'm, that was based off a true story, but damn, like that, that, his only friend was his 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 police oppressor. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like his only match of wits. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying, man, you smart, you smart. You know what I'm saying? Like the little Spider Man <laughs> meme. You smart, you smart, you smart. Right, right. 
But I gotta yeah. watch that again. I haven't seen that shit in a long time. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying, like the black uh, gangsters never have any contemporaries, like no friends, you know what I mean? They they just everybody's right. boss. Nobody's on their level. They don't confide in nobody, but mm. you know what I'm saying? No the, mentorship. The, the cat that that's oppressing them or, you know what I'm saying, pursuing them. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> you ain't got no black contemporaries. Like, you know what I'm saying, dog? Come on, let me run this past you, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, I guess you train against defense. If you run an offense, you got to train. Like you said, there's cops and then there's robbers. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. But I, I mean, but it could again, be a little, little a network. It could be saying? a network. You could have at least one confidant. You know what I'm saying? Conciliary. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's your partner. You got one yeah. partner. You know what I'm saying? You know, right. At, right. at least in the wire, Omar had the man who who ran the you know shop. You know, the blind man who ran the bar. You know mm. what I'm saying? Um, um, what's my name? Jimmy Hector character. Uh, Marlo. Marlo had my man at the rim shop. You know, everybody had, you know, somebody that they could get some game from, an OG or something. Right. Or, or a partner. But, mm. you, know, you know, sometimes it gets tricky power. out there. Nah, but anyway, nah, nah. I don't know okay. how we off, all off. I'm I'm distracted. I forgot how we even got there. But was, anyway, oh, Zeke. But power Zeke, who's he going to talk to? Everett? Zeke? Everett don't know nothing about yeah, because that was the Zeke. whole thing. We talked about Zeke popping in with the detective. Yeah, he's not even uh, he's not even in the game. He's just a you know civilian. So right. he and Zeke is slow. Right, you know what I'm saying. So Zeke think he could do shit like that. Like, all right, oh Zeke, oh, man. yeah man, Zeke ain't had no more friends left. You right, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah. The other the, his basketball partner is with his cousin. That's compl- complicated. His cousins mm-hmm. is wild. His mama auntie is wild. His new mm-hmm. daddy is wild. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, Zeke, he, he was your girlfriend. She's dead. I you mean, it's, I mean? it's all over. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He wasn't going to the league either way. I we mean, knew that, but that, that was too expensive the for the budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Well, go ahead. Ah, man, that's crazy. So Zeke yeah. did. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Kane made his uh that was funny. Kane made his his last his last rights call. Mama, you know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna take this bullet. Now that was last week. That was, that was last, last week. week. That was last week? Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah it got dramatic. Yeah, shit. You go know, ahead. Man, you take over. Take over, man. I, nah, I go shit. ahead. Well, yeah. shit. Go ahead. You got more. <laughs> I thought I was in. I thought that happened in the room. You know, I thought they showed up at the house and that was going on. But anyway, if that was last week, I, I, my bad, y'all. Yeah, that's nah, um, all good. Um, I know one thing. Goddamn, Mary ain't scared to pull that trigger. That's her, you know, her best acting when she be pulling triggers, man. She, mm. she she be having that I don't pow Ooh, damn man <laughs> yeah, yeah, no more drama <laughs> no you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah she'll let you know done deal I mean, oh I, man he's like well she found out he was a snitch and that was that changed all the plans right, right. I, I don't yeah. know like it wasn't too clear of what the decision it was a marry heavy episode though she put a lot of she had a lot of playing time in this one Monet was heavy on scene yeah yeah Monet I, had I, a lot of planning to do. A lot, of, mm-hmm. a lot of trickery, three yeah. three level plans on every turn, and it was like it was you know some of the shit don't really have too much resistance. Like the way she capped Kane up was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, Come on now, I'm your mama. 
Kill your father. And he was like, all right. Huh? Tariq did it. That was how she did it. Tariq did it. That's <laughs> nigga. Ain't the, come on now. Don't let Tariq be the, the father killer and not you. Yeah, That's yeah. some shit you tell your kid like when their best friend getting A's in school and they getting D's. Right. Shit, right, Tariq right. do his homework. God damn it, go do your mm-hmm. homework. Be more like him. Yeah. She, she like that about kill your brown father. Damn. Got him. Got him. He was like, all right, all right. You know. Now, uh-huh. you sure? Because I got the pistol. I brought the pistol with me. It's clean. <laughs> sure. Like, mama, I don't need no pistol. <laughs> right. As many guns as I got. Yeah. That was weird. Um, <laughs> uh, what did I remember? Uh, yeah, I, there's a lot of shit that happened. Like, there's a lot of shit that happened as I'm thinking about it. I went through the shit, but, uh, you know, the beginning where... Tariq tells Effie, you know, you're the only person besides my mom that I feel like I can trust at all. You know what I mean? Like, eh, okay, that's how you feel because she's behind your back going crazy. Mm-hmm. I thought the fact that, I'll be honest with you, I thought Lauren's death, confirmed death, was super anticlimactic. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I guess, I'm going to take that word for it. I guess who, she who, did. Lauren? Lauren. They said, you know, they, they confirmed that she did. I would, that's the thing. I would not be surprised fucking with the, you know, the PU, Power mm-hmm. Universe, that she popped back up. Cause I feel like, to your point last week, if you don't see them die, they ain't dead. Mm-hmm. Cause that shit was corny. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Lauren died in the thing, in yeah. the car accident, and nah, nah. bunch of money in the trunk. Nah. All right. What Tyreek, they, uh, they know Tyreek wanted her dead. On the mm-hmm. sly, like he playing it like he don't, but he made right. all the moves that she would. He knew Kane mm-hmm. was gonna be at it. Then he knew Kane yeah. was messing with Brent, Brandon, 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 Brandon. Brandon, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he knew they was in cahoots. He knew mm-hmm. Fa was in cahoots. So yeah. he 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 gave her right to them when he was playing like he was trying to get her out of town. None of them ain't slick enough to see it, but we've been watching Power a long time. You know what I'm saying? This some ghost shit. You know what I'm saying? Cat's paw, right. 48 laws of power shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, maybe somebody, you know what I mean, is in on it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let's see how he how he play it. Like, you know, when he find out she ain't dead, you know what I mean? That might foil his plans. But we'll see. You know what I'm saying? They leave a lot for, uh, you know, the next season. They don't ever give you it all in one little... Box with a ribbon. Yeah. Shout nah, out to nah, nah. shout out to Rob Hardy who directed this episode. You know what I'm saying? He he oh, stayed. Okay. He's like you know he's he's heavy in the power universe on the premieres and the finales. Bookends, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, you know what I'm saying? He set the tone and 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 end the sentence. Yeah, EP yeah. on on uh, raising Canaan. So you know, all right. Yeah. Shout out to up. that man. There you go. Shout out to that man. Um, uh, what else happened on there? Snitching ass Braden pulled a play action fake. Yeah. We thought maybe he was going to throw his man under the bus, but then he said, "No, no, no!" Right? Don't he saved everybody. Ally. He saved yeah. everybody. He <laughs> was an ally. I mean, um, not even just the Tariq to his brother, really. Yeah, he saved his yeah. dumbass brother from getting popped, which would he would have right. got popped right with his brother. <laughs> yeah, he saved so, himself. He saved yeah. the whole shit. He, you know, pops was bad. Yeah. Pops is upset. That's good casting. Braden mm-hmm. and his pops do look alike. 
Like that was some good <laughs> casting. I saw that one when they walked out. I was like, damn, they they look like the same motherfucker. Right. Um, the crazy yeah. part is like, okay, now do they build a case on him, or he just walk out to walk out the courtroom, just getting kicked out um, of school? Well, the- then they say they going. Well, I don't know if it just impacts Tariq, but I know they was like the sh- the shit gets dismissed without prejudice, right? That they so can bring, I yeah. get. Yes, I don't know if they could bring this whole shit back with homie or whatever. I don't know, but you know, shit. We know that's that Braden, uh, that Braden money is long. Even right. if pops is mad at you, he still, he still got a little allocation for you to beat the system. Right. You know right, what I'm right. saying? That's just that's just, come on. That's what that's the privileges of being white. I mean, rich. can you imagine, Damian Lemon? Yeah, Damian Lemon swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Yeah, it was me though. I was selling the crack. You know what I'm saying? I, I sold all the crack. Made the app, sold the crack. Mm-hmm. You think you walking out of there? Home. I don't think I'm walking out of there. <laughs> but I, again, I don't have no wings at any universities in my name nowhere. Like, nigga, shit. I, you know, I had to cut my cable coat. No, um, no, I don't think a black man, not even in the peak of black history year, is right. going to walk out of there with that much self-snitching. I don't think that's going to happen. But again, you know, it's the power universe. Mm-hmm. And it's a, you know, wealthy white. Uh, so there was that. Uh, Tariq caught on to, to Davis double dipping. <laughs> Nothing really happened about that. But he, he, it was a moment where Tariq was like, listen, Pop, you be forgetting I'm smart than a motherfucker. I peeped the whole shit. I know how you move. You slimy. You let me listen to the whole Lauren shit, so I already know you getting bags from everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I I don't even know if that was a prompt for anything. You know what I'm saying? Because he was like, well, "What you gonna do? I mean, you going what you you know what the fuck is you gonna do?" So I I guess that was just a moment, just to to you know, aha, uh, uh-huh, I game recognized game type moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, he tired of uh, working. He tired of working for Davis. Everybody work for Davis. You know what I'm saying? You know, Everybody, yeah, shit. Yeah. They whole hustle is to pay him. So, yeah. so shit. He like, listen, man. You got it off. You got your shit off. Right. And I ain't fucking with you no more. They so. should do a tabulation of how much money Davis made this season just off of the Tejadas. Mm-hmm. And, and St. Patrick and uh, <laughs> whomever else. Yeah, because just and off the, them. Yeah, the Tejadas, yeah. I mean, he got a million-dollar bag from Diana. So, And it was a right. couple of 250s and 500s, you know what I'm saying? Right. For, right. For, right. for Kane. Uh-huh. And then. Monet hit him with a bag. Right. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not so. Tariq so. doubled back a few bags. Yeah. But That'd Tariq, be interesting. So it, it seems as if, you know, Davis is continue rocking with Kane and Monet because she's going to need uh-huh. a murder attorney at, at some point, you know. She done killed, killed a few. I mean, she killed a few. Cotty died, Dante Spears, the motherfucker mm. who she shot, you know what I'm saying, where the million dollars came from that Diana stole. So oh, right, right. She got right. a lot of cases that could pop up. She definitely going to need to keep a lawyer on deck. Um, yeah. Um, but Kane, I mean, um, Tariq looked like he back with old girl from the uh, that used to be at the the USDA. Oh, Tamika. Yeah. Oh no, wait, wait, the, Tamika. The auntie looking lady who took yeah, the, yeah, took yeah, the baby yeah, back yeah. to to uh, Tasha. Right, right. Which was 
Ooh, random the, as fuck. With the hard <laughs> talking. Tariq, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. it was you that killed. You know nah. Yo, there is one. If we, we got to submit this as a nomination to the uh, Ali Muhammad School of Face Acting Awards. <laughs> There's one. If y'all please go back and watch after. It's a split second, but it is so worth it. <laughs> after Tamika drops off Yasmin to Tasha, mm-hmm. he, she says something. You know, they want to know if they could get in touch with Tariq. She's like, nah, you know, that ain't going to be the case, whatever, whatever. She's talking to Tasha, gives Tasha the stern face. As she's about to pull off, she gives Yaz like a little smile face. Mm-hmm. And the transition from the stern face to the smile face is the funniest shit I've seen <laughs> all week. I rewound that shit about seven times. Please do yourself a favor. Go back to just that scene. Also, shout out to my man Jamie Roberts. He was playing one of the uh, one of the uh, U.S. Marshals. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, man, good dude. Got a comedy club in Harlem. Comedy in Harlem. Shout out to him. But uh, yeah, man, please look at that fucking face switch. Please do that <laughs> shit and hit me in the comments. The shit is the funniest shit ever. Anyway, yeah, that, that nigga uh, Tyreek. He is the coolest with the police criminal I ever knew. You know what I'm saying? Without them being yeah. on his payroll. He, he he getting escorts to his mama and protective services. Hey, man, he, 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 he be pulling some strings. That nigga is a string puller. But the crazy shit is they, I thought they was going to have Tasha and witness protection Somewhere far, she must have been in Westchester, something because she was in the car. I think she said Montana or somewhere. I think they said it. Supposed to be Montana or somewhere. But Tariq was in the truck. Yeah, and then in the next scene, he's back. Like, and it felt like the same day. They felt like it was even enough time to catch a flight. Like he was in the power universe. Ain't got time. There's no time. Yeah, I guess so. But that (laughs) shit was so egregious. I was like, these motherfuckers must just be 20 minutes outside the city. Man, they they don't even give you a fade to black. You know, like fade to black. You know what I mean? (laughs) Passing of time. Nah, that shit just be a cut. I'm in Queens. (laughs) Right. He was right back. I think chopping it up with Monet somewhere. Immediately, I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? But all right, so let me see what other shit I'm forgetting. Oh, Lorenzo um, has got to sit at that table not knowing he killed Monet, baby. Oh, uh, yeah, that shit was crazy. That shit was crazy. I thought, I thought they was going to show that. Who was two killings? I didn't think the Dante killing. I thought that the uh, when they were like, yo, mom, watch this. I thought the... Uh, Zeke killing. I felt like the Zeke killing would have been a little bit more high profile. I guess Dante's right. going to get some press because, you know, they. Find, I mean, maybe, you know, the people will put him up, even though I don't think they would out him initially as a snitch immediately. But, like, I felt like uh, NBA hopeful being shot and <laughs> getting into a private jet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that would have made the news, but I guess not. That guess nigga's they, they make the was, league or the news. That nigga's so, death was unceremonious as his down. It was, <laughs> his fucking school shit. career. Rap. It was a rap. It's as anticlimactic as Lawrence's death. Yeah, it didn't uh, hit the news yet. That was, that was weird that it didn't hit the news. All these killings at Stansfield. Like, come on. Like, it's a, yeah. a murder. It's a murder wave at Stansfield. 
Right. And this is the, this is your guy. He's the fucking He's come your, on. your star yeah. and he was a murder yeah. suspect. Right. Right. He made the he made the news for being a suspect. He gets shot in the back. His professors made more news than him. That's weird. But anyway. But maybe uh, they haven't found him yet. I don't know. Shit. Maybe, that's what I'm thinking. But damn, he Lorenzo, got killed right on the tarmac. Maybe Lorenzo came back, doubled back, and threw him in the trunk. And I mean, he must have had to kill the pilot, too. Unless the pilot just said, fuck it, I'm going to stay in this cockpit and mind my business. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Who knows? But you know. I don't know, man. Shit. I mean, he the pilot for Dante Spears. You already know he ain't on the up and up. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, That family is super splinted now. Like, just everybody is... They everybody got their own agenda. And it's yep. funny because there was a moment where it was like, we gotta be a family. And it's like, dog, this shit is that that train has left the station. We ain't no family no more. It's yeah. it's damn near. It's like five families out there. It's like a mob situation. They might as well yeah. just all maybe work together. But they five, ain't, they ain't five what it families, used to be. no plug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ain't that some shit? <laughs> uh, they need a surge protector at this point. Uh <laughs> Let me see. So <laughs> we talked about Tariq wearing that I killed my dad jacket. Um, <laughs> what else? To, yeah, we talked about that. Uh, <laughs> Tariq just know everything. Uh, oh, I just one note that I wrote. I'm just I'm tired of Drew. I'm tired of Drew. I don't know why. Just he kind of. <laughs> He's a little hapless. Like, Diane is kind of gelling now. She's kind of made her, she's moving, you know, in a way that is assured. Even if she's fucking up, mm-hmm. she's, there ain't no half-stepping. Kane is all the way crazy with it. Drew got too many stops and starts. He's always, the shit always be almost fucking up with him. You know what I'm saying? I forget what happened this last time. Oh, he almost got beat up. Till Kane came out of nowhere, saved I mean, the day. Superhero Come move. Come Flying on. Flying through the frame. <laughs> Come on. That shit was, it was, shit started to get ridiculous. Like, it was like, yo, fuck it. Fuck it. Now, nah, do that. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have him fly in from the left on some, yeah, that was some video game shit. All right, whatever. But Drew's, I'm tired of Drew. I, you know, if he get killed. I wouldn't be mad. I'm sorry. Oh, um, oh, damn. I don't mean to say it like that. I'm not talking about the real actor, but I'm just saying, dog, he's feeling like dead weight. Like, he's just, he fucking up the rhythm a little bit. Uh, what was the, oh, Blanca. We seen Blanca make a cameo. That shit was oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, they was eating some thick-ass spaghetti noodles. I don't know if you peeped that. Nah, spaghetti noodles was thick as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get them noodles. Like, who that noodle? Who that noodle connect? Uh, mm-hmm. That's all I got for this yeah, one. Somebody, yeah. somebody was like, you know, on this day, February 6, twenty two, Brayton Weston has been inducted as the best white friend in Black history. But he didn't do that shit for as a friend. He did. He yeah. had to save himself within all of that. You know what I'm saying? He had to mm-hmm. save his brother. Yeah, it was a lot going on because Kane. If he didn't do this, Kane was gonna do him. You know what I'm saying? If he got up there and snitched, he was going to get got. If his brother got up there and snitched, both of their ass was going to get got. If he didn't kill Effie, he was going to get got. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, shit. Whatever he did with Effie, he got to protect that. You know what I'm saying? He got to keep that shit cool for himself. It was shit one for Tariq. Right, 
Right. No, that's true. That's true. You know, the motherfuckers is quick to get a white man an award for just, you know, <laughs> doing the, the least. <laughs> doing some hey. shit that's like, all right, my nigga. Thank you. <laughs> Good looking out. <laughs> yeah. And then there's Making the... Them- Dude, go, ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, let's go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The fake, the fake obituary for for Zeke, freaky Zeke. Oh, I saw you <laughs> with the correction. I didn't lie. She did. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that one. That was funny. That's funny. I saw one where they corrected the born date. The right, born right, right. That, the, yeah, yeah, that was on that too. <laughs> yeah, that's silly. Oh um, shit! You got anything else for the uh, uh, Tariq book? <laughs> Well, we going to the nah, force. Nah, we, we going to we going in over there to <laughs> Chicago, I guess. Oh, Chicago, Shot Town, Tommy. <laughs> oh man, so we got a brand new uh a brand new uh theme song. I gotta hear it a couple more times to see if I like it. Mm, but we I got Jeremiah. Like <laughs> <laughs> now I always tune in to see what 50 gonna do. You know, because I, I definitely like the razor cane and shit. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, you know, uh I gotta hear it again. But um so we we crack, we coming through, we seeing Tommy driving down a windy road, you know, his demons in his head got him got him bugged out so much so he like, man, I gotta turn my headlights out. You know what I'm saying? Cause I think I might wanna kill myself. I might wanna go out like Lauren. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I might wanna I might wanna take this way out. And then uh he almost drives off the road, but he comes to a fork in the road where he can either go to Lansing, Michigan, or go to Chicago. So, of course, he goes to Chicago. Shout out to Lansing. But he goes to Chicago and uh, pulls up to a, uh, looks like a, you know, like a little bar, little, you know, community bar spot. Shit come, he come in, shit, I guess he smells some pepper pot stew cracking. Mm-hmm. You know, you see a nice, nice, pretty young black woman behind the behind the bar. You know, that's his type. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> little, little black tail. Light skin, <laughs> like, yeah. black tail. You know what I mean? He like, you know, shit. What you got on the menu? Because I eat everything. I like to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's not, let's not let this innuendo be subtle at all. You know what I mean? Shit. <laughs> what you what you cooking in the back? What you got some, some pussy lips on the stove? <laughs> I mean, some shit because I eat it all. Yeah, I eat She's it like, all. okay, <laughs> right? So he go outside. She said, Nah, nigga, I come back later. We don't serve this shit. You know, we only serving breakfast right now, my nigga. You gotta come back a little mm-hmm. later when you get the we get the stew. So he go outside, <laughs> smoking smoking a cigarette. You know what I'm saying in front of the. In front of the, what's it, the Mustang? Is that the Mustang yeah, you yeah, got? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In front of the Mustang. Uh, Shit, that's the, only, that, that's the only thing that lapsed in time in Power Universe is that damn <laughs> yeah, meal. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Come oh, back yeah, later. Meal, right? A nigga right, really right. did was, come back later. <laughs> and it was some It was some real, exactly, it was some real hours in the past. It wasn't, it wasn't a scene. Yeah, so he go outside. He's smoking a, smoking a square. Three white boys pull up, you know what I'm saying? Like I say, hey, jack off. Move out the, move your car. You know, right. some shit like that. I was a terrible Chicago accent. I don't know where I was going with that. So Tommy, you know, he like, come on now. 
You know what I'm saying? What you talk about? You know, I can't hear you. You know, and then it all turns into a little bit of white on white violence. But then the uh, the older head comes out with the cooler head, says, yo, look, man, if you wouldn't, you know, if you don't mind, could you just, you know, my boss would be really appreciative if you just move your vehicle to the side, you know, blase skip. So that averts a little bit of drama. We find out that one of the white dudes is messing with the the black woman or formerly messing with her, but she mm. must have cut him off because he don't seem like he could really move freely from his father. It seems like he's still on a, on a leash. Pops is still the, the provider, you know what I mean, of his whole lifestyle, his whole existence is underwritten by Pops. Mm-hmm. And Pops is my man. When he came on the screen... You ever see, he's a character actor. I think the last time I seen him was the Sons of Anarchy. But you ever see a character actor that you don't know their name, but you know their work and you like their work so much that when you see him in some shit, like I literally was like, oh shit, my man in this shit. <laughs> like I was hype. I was hype. I was like, oh, I felt my, I was like, oh, okay. Right. I was, I was all in. Mm-hmm. I don't even know his name. I have to look it up. But, um, so... What ha- I mean, I'm I'm just running through my I little mean, recollection. If you want to jump in, I you mean, jump in. You know, I'm gonna I'm just gonna follow along with, with what you Good. got. But it's like, you know, Tommy ain't been in town a second. You know what I'm saying? Right. He done got mm. the he done got, you know what I'm saying, somebody to, you mm. know what I mean, keep him warm. Yeah. He done got it to a right. few altercations, meet the mm-hmm. plug. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Get some. Actually, not just get some. He get the mm-hmm. cat girl. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, he done made all the enemies, done got all the plugs. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Done, you know what I'm saying? Done robbed the nigga. Done, I mean, he done did everything, man. And like in less than 24 hours, it seems. Right. The, the sun ain't even went Gosh. down yet. You know what I'm saying? He ain't, ain't changed his draws. He hit a U-turn and said, nah, I'm staying here. No doubt. Uh, and who, are you, who, side, who was he going who, to see in L.A.? Uh, Rudolfo or somebody? From, I don't from know the who end of power, was. right? Right. Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's I supposed guess. to be the, 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 the L.A. distro. Yeah, At the I end guess, of power yeah. or some shit. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, think I saw an interview with um, Courtney Kemp. <clears throat> I don't know how much of COVID had something to do with um, Tommy being in Chicago. Because I think initially, you know, initially he was supposed to go to L.A. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He even had the whole little thing with the little girl at the last thing. Remember that little girl that he was mm-hmm. saving and protecting or whatever? And, you know, they looked like they was going to have a spinoff. But um, the whole shit, I think, you know, I think when COVID hit, I don't think you could – film out there and I think it might have right. been a game time decision like let's do it in Chicago right. or whatever whatever because right. the way I heard her kind of speak about it it was like it sounded like it was an audible so this whole mm-hmm. shit because it don't really still I don't really I mean he went and did all of that shit he did so much shit he could keep going to LA and just right. take that as like you know that was some wreck he right. had a good time in Chicago let me get the fuck out of here I did what I need to do I didn't see nothing, not even homegirl, because she ain't even, like, it felt like that was just, you know, a roll in the hay. She ain't seen like she was really like, yo, please don't go type shit. I didn't mm. see nothing that would, outside of his random brother, and I guess his <laughs> grandmother, who, you know what I mean, who barely 
connect. I guess she did connect with him a little bit when first of all, I thought she was blonde. <laughs> he hit her with like, yo, can you see this? And she was like, oh, shit, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she didn't call him nigga, but you know, it was the spirit. I but uh, I guess that was the two little things to keep him in Chicago. Because beyond that, man, keep it moving. You done conquered nah. it. You won. Right. But that's that's what makes him stay, I suppose. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, I guess. Oh, Speed I done out. plugged in. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh okay. I done. Shit. And again, in one day, he got the plug. He got the. The, the girl that's connected to the situation, you know what I'm saying? He, he got, you know what I mean, the, the blacks, the whites. I mean, he yeah. in business. But who's his plug? Because his plug don't want to fuck with him. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm just saying he he plugged in with some he, some heavy hitters. He, he ain't solidified right. nothing, but right, he right, plugged right. in, you know what I mean? Right, okay. Like, you know, it, like, first of all, you know what I'm saying? Usually it takes time to build up any kind of, you know what I'm saying, rapport to get into the system. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he in the system calling shots, telling niggas what it is, day one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he from he the door. Me, he Boss. wasn't doing that shit in New York, really, but okay. <laughs> but there it go. That go to the <laughs> shit about scenes. He like, nigga, I'm a one-man record crew. Nigga, I'm that nigga. I'm the white motherfucker, you know what I mean? Shit. I got 16 bullets, baby. <laughs> right. You ain't even counting your bullets. I'm out, this bitch. Shit. So there's that. Then we got on the other side, on the black side, we got the CBI brothers. You know what I mean? We open up with my man cutting his last head before he get out of jail. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? Meticulous <laughs> with the shape up. Y'all don't know if this old head is going to be somebody that he consults with. Maybe that was a quick way to, you know what I'm saying, to like establish him as his inside guy, you know, maybe like a Larry Hoover type of situation, which I think they tried to uh, play before. I forget. Was it like another type of thing? I don't know if it was in Chicago, but they tried to do a whole man inside, old head inside. Was that was that power? Was that another show where they had a cat? That was behind bars, and they went to go visit him, and you know what I mean. I Tony forget. Tony No, no, no. It was a black dude. It was an old black oh. dude. Oh, was it power? I don't know. But anyway, all this shit start running again. So anyway, so homie cuts his last head. The 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 COs in the warden, the good old COs in the warden at the prison. They <laughs> chipped in and got him some new clippers and a fucking barber belt. <laughs> I'm like, huh? They say, hey, man, we don't want to see you again, so here's here's a little something for you. He leave him some Jordans, you know what I'm saying, which is it's the the benevolence of that exit was beyond me. Nah. Anyway. <laughs> nah, which Jordans were they? Because I ain't really catching a good look, <laughs> nah, and then kidding. I ain't go back. <laughs> yeah, they was look like some, uh, what were they? They were some later, they were some red Jones. They look like they could have been. I don't know if they were some fourteens or something. Some something high up there. Uh, so I checked out of Jordan at that point. I wasn't. Right, that was really worth a hundred dollars, like they said. Yeah, yeah, which was probably worth. <laughs> we tried to sell them on stock. It was probably getting forty seven dollars or something like that. In the <laughs> comments, let us know what model Jordan that was. I felt like. It could have almost been a team Jordan. I don't want to do them like that, but it was right. it didn't it wasn't no visible heat. Or maybe I'm out the loop. No, nah, they but tried anyway. to show it real quick. That shit was a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they couldn't they couldn't get the real shit. It was the chain supply command. You know, it was you know, the fucking the, the connect wasn't there to get them that that heaty heat. Mm-hmm. They definitely hit you with some 
some whatever shit that my man felt cool enough walking out without. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his brother meets him. I think it's his brother's young brother or something. Mm-hmm. Was his little man come through, you know, see his man with no sneakers. He ready to take on the whole prison. Who, what, what? He's like, all right, take it easy. Take it easy. They gave me some clippers. Oh, all right, my nigga. Let's go. <laughs> so, you know, he take him to the barber shop. Yeah, barbershop they... floor was a little dustier than I expect. Even if the barbershop, okay, <laughs> I had to rewind that because okay, a dusty floor, okay. I thought it was some hair on the floor because I'm like, if one thing a nigga do at the barbershop besides cut hair is sweep hair up, mm-hmm. those are two things you see besides some bootleg shit being sold in the barbershop. Well, you know what I mean? But uh, could have been abandoned for a while. Could have been sitting empty for a while. You know. Yeah, but you still would sweep it up one last time. Nah, the dust is fine. That's that's the, that's the TV leave. version. That's the movie version. Like, uh, I'm going to sweep it on up, turn the lights off. Most time, niggas lose their shit or, you know what I'm saying, how to get out. They just like, fuck it. Mm. <laughs> let the, just let turn the, their clippers or unplug their clippers and leave? Walk out, get the keys. All right, man. It's hilarious. All right. Or, hilarious. Or you had to abruptly get out that motherfucker. <laughs> he got evicted <laughs> Nigga in the chair Can't even fit it He can't even fix his lineup. He like nah sorry bro They tell us we gotta go hey. He gotta go to another barbershop To get his shit fixed Hey that should be real Now you know what I'm saying I was in a spot one time You know what I'm saying The health people came And, and mm. the place had You know some fines And the health mm. people came And put the motherfucker Lock on the door While we was You know what I'm saying Up at the spot Like yo y'all got to go And they locked that shit up Put that sticker on the window And that was that Mm. Yeah, that shit crazy. <laughs> so, okay, so that we see, we established this cat, OG, looks like, you know what I mean, reformed somewhat. He kind of don't really want to re-enter the game, at least as recklessly as he left. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He's got a, his his little, his young man's bought a barbershop for him. You know what I'm saying? So he could kind of at least have a front a legitimate front for, you know, if he want to do something. But if not, if mm-hmm. cutting hair is his passion, which it looked like he loved even in jail. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, you know, cutting hair is passion, gets to do it. Then here comes the, the sheriff, judging from a badge, fucking sheriff with the big-ass fucking badge coming mm-hmm. in, looking, you know, leaning the line up. But he's like, you know, he's just sitting there, let him know I'm watching you, you know, so you see mm-hmm. that. Uh, later on, you see his young man's, he was one of the guys at the meet, you know what I'm saying? So that's how he meets Tommy. Then he tells his old head, yeah, we got burnt by some mysterious white man. You know, he was a ghost. He was like Casper the ghost. Right. I don't know if that was like an allusion to a ghost. You know what I'm saying? This is is white ghost. Right, right. Exactly. Nothing. Everything's deliberate. So this is white ghost. Um, so... What else happens in this shit? What are we missing? Uh, um, obviously, he comes. He Tommy brings Tommy comes back <laughs> to the spot. You know, get some about to go get some soup, but instead he breaks up the other guy. Right, you know what I mean, breaks the motherfucker's arms, jumps off with home girl. You know what I mean, like like love making. You know what I mean? Not even like no fast shit. Like you don't know who's coming. You know what I'm saying? You broke one dude down. You don't mm-hmm. know where his partner is, but you got some time, not just for soup, but you ain't even get the soup, but y'all got real sensual mm-hmm. when there's a, you know what I mean? A loose end 
in the thing, but Shorty was like, this ain't going to fall back on me. He like, well, listen, I'm about to break out, so let's let's get into some smooth grooves. You know what I'm saying? And if these motherfuckers do what they do. Then uh, when he said, yo, you serve? I didn't even peep the dog tags. I thought, I thought he saw some coke on it. I thought he was like a fucking coke motherfucker. But anyway, uh, he shows up to the meet, shoots at the guy, you know what I'm saying? Takes the guy's pistol, walks in, hijacks the whole shit uh, on some real superhero shit, um, takes all the money, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what was his reason for... Oh, was, was he was just... Okay, though, he goes and sees his, his grandmother, finds out he has a brother, a black brother at that. Um, <laughs> they they share a blunt. You know what I mean? He gives him his number. Uh, I'm trying to just translate. Goes to the goes to the gas station. I'm going to keep it. Almost out the number. Go ahead. I'm going to keep it funky with you. Go ahead. I, I wasn't that interested after a while. <laughs> it was like, it was going through the motions. It was going through the motions. Yeah, it was funky. Oh, I mean, I'm going to need some of these other storylines. I need that barbershop storyline to kick in real strong. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The spoiled yeah. kids in the mansion theme. I don't, you know what I mean? You know. It's whatever. Right. You know. I did look up these Jordans. They're the Jordan 21 OG Red Suede Varsity. Ooh. Okay, how much and they And these bitches want 1246 for them. Get out of here. Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> Let me look at these shits again. Get out of here. Well, how much are they selling for, though? That's how I you don't really know. I'm just, I'm just saying, this is, I'm on a site and they asking, to, it's 1246. Jordan 21. OG. Jordan OG Red Suede. Uh, OG. <laughs> okay, okay, let me see these shits. Uh, <clears throat> they sell it for three seventy five on the stock, so that ain't too okay. bad. They ain't got no bids. I'm seeing 600. I'm seeing seven. All right, all right, okay. Them shits still look... <laughs> Boof. They but look terrible. Those shits are like some shit you draw. Like they look like some video game Jordans. Anyway, uh, shout out yeah. to the 21 OGs. Um, yeah, it was uneventful for the most part. It was uneventful. We gonna and, see. You know, they could have moved this to March. They they didn't did, have nah, to kick off. Nah, and, they had to kick it off because you can't get behind momentum. Snowfall. You can't get behind Snowfall. All right. You can't right, get behind right. Atlanta. I mean, it's it's a lot of stuff coming. You got to get people in yeah. right now. Like, you know. I guess so. I was just thinking of the black history, you know, February Man. of it all. I don't think they was they was thinking we're going to ride in <laughs> off the, the finale of Ghost and get us right. just like they got us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They and did it. They did it right. Gonna, it makes we gonna sense. We're going to get in front of this snowfall shit because of uh, <laughs> <laughs> snow about to fall. Right. You know <laughs> about to, yeah. That ain't necessarily no telenovela over there. Nah, nah. They, they, yeah. These motherfuckers about to take over the timeline. Yeah. That's funny, man. It's like the TV shows take over the timeline like DJs. Like right. take over the decks. Like, hold on, my nigga. All right, that's cool. You got to open up. But now it's time for me to, right. to get my shit off. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, when Snowfall come out? When is it? Is it this February, month or yeah, next this month? This month, February twenty something. Yeah, February twenty something. Shit, right around the corner. Yeah, Ooh, couple wait. couple more weekends. Oh, oh shit! Oh <laughs> shit! 
I can't wait, brother. I can't, I can't even lie. I can't even Jerome, lie. goddamn yeah. shit. Oh, shit. I seen him in something recently. I can't remember what it was. I said, oh, shit, there go Jerome. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I hope it's good. I'm, I'm sure it's got a track record for it to be good. It's just for whatever reason. The fact that it's coming back so soon, even though it's right. not even that soon, but the fact that it's coming back so soon seems so like uncharacteristic of a show like that. Mm-hmm. That you like, man. I hope they ain't just you throw know. it together. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think that's their style. Well, I mean, the thing about it is, even if I, let's say they fell off this season. Right, <laughs> damn storyline. You know the they gotta fuck the storyline all the way up. Introduce too yeah. many stupid characters. Right, still the texture of it and the seriousness it presents. It still mm. gives you something that the other shows is not giving you. So yeah, you know you you to, we tolerate. Look at look at us. We watched the whole yeah. Tommy show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We watched the whole thing, man, all the way to the end. Oh, and we and we suspended our, our our imagination that you know what I'm saying. This dude is a Superman. He walked through old block. He kicked ass, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> he done did. He done got the chick. He done mm-hmm. did all. Of it. He met his grandmama and his brother. He had a family reunion. Mm-hmm. Came out on top. Mm-hmm. So. We could do that. I mean, you know, we could give right, Snowfall right. the benefit of the doubt that they don't need. Of course. No, nah, they're going to get that. <laughs> they're going to get that. And then Atlanta coming back. Man. Atlanta coming back. Stupid. Hope y'all ready. Anyway. Yeah. And it uh, look like they ain't holding back nothing. They 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 on their shit, so. Yeah. You know, they overseas with it. You saw it? Yeah, Have you yeah, seen any of the trailer? Okay. Yeah. I like a show on a field trip. I do too. I mean, I'm curious. I know they, they their take is always going to be askew anyway. So even right. outside, like it's going to be some other shit, and I right. can't wait because ain't not. It hasn't been a show like that since them. So right. I mean, they got their lane is all to themselves. It's hard. It's hard uh, to. It's hard to to recreate what they did. Like they did something different every episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that ain't no easy feat, and and ain't no network really going to allow you to do it. Right. Right. Yeah, we're going to make a show that we want people to come back and watch every week, but it's going to be different every week. And it might not even yeah. be the same format. Right. <laughs> and some shows, we, some shows we might not even have the main character in the bitch. Right. At all. You know what I mean? Just FYI. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We'll yeah. have a whole episode with a guest, a guest star. <laughs> right. right, right, <laughs> right like, damn, this nigga ain't even on the show. Uh-huh. We have an episode where the, where the main character is disguised to the point where, and we don't never let you know that that was the main character. Right. You have to figure that shit on the internet somewhere. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we're going to do different shit over here. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we'll, we'll do it. Whatever you uh, need. Child yeah, Scambino. Yeah. We're with it. We're with it. So, Blank yeah, check records. Got, there you go. There you go. Yeah, shit. Got anything else you want to talk about before? Uh, my jaws hurt. Listen, all right, well, I sound like Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend, and even an enemy to get in a conversation. We out.